0: This week, it's just me and the mic, and I'm going to talk about keeping things simple. Twitter has just announced a trial to increase the size of a tweet from 140 to 280 characters. The world's already flooded with complexity, bureaucracy, management speak, mumbo-jumbo and gobbledygook. Do we really need a social media platform famed for its brevity and simplicity to suddenly offer us the ability to be more complex? Welcome to episode 143 of the Marketing and Finance Podcast.
1: This is the podcast for ideas and inspiration on marketing your business and growing your business and for discussing topics on all things finance and now here's your host roger edwards
0: hey folks and welcome to the show thanks as always for downloading or streaming the marketing and finance podcast i really do appreciate you taking the time to plugging me and my guests into your earphones However, this week, there isn't a guest, it's just me and the microphone. As always, I'm Roger Edwards, a marketing guy from Edinburgh. I help people like you keep your marketing strategy simple and the BS at bay. If you need help with your marketing, do look me up at rogeredwards.co.uk and let's have a chat. We could have a chat over Skype or over Zoom or over FaceTime. We could even have a good old-fashioned mobile phone conversation. So this week, I want to talk a little bit about simplicity. And this has been prompted by an announcement that Twitter have just made over the last few days. In fact, you'll have seen headlines across Twitter, across all social media platforms, and it's been even discussed on BBC News and in most of the newspapers and online editions. After 10 years of their unique feature of only offering us 140 characters with which to express our views, with which to comment on things, with which to give people information. They are trialling, with a few select people around the world, the ability to double the number of characters you include within the tweet. So they're increasing it from 140 to 280. Double the capacity. I've been on Twitter right from the very start. And one of the things that attracted me to Twitter right from the very start was that simplicity. The fact that you only had 140 characters to craft your message, to craft your greeting, to craft your engagement, to craft your conversation with whoever it is you were talking to. And when you're only allowed to use 140 characters, it makes you focus on on brevity. It makes you focus on simplicity. It makes you cut out unnecessary words. It makes you cut out large words. Basically, it makes you cut out the fluff and cut out the padding. And I always thought there was a lot of power from that simplicity and that discipline that Twitter instilled upon you as you tried to use it. And now they're saying, people want more. And now they're saying they're going to take away that unique feature. They're going to double it. And I just wonder whether this is really a good thing. Because let's face it, on LinkedIn, there's no limit to how much you can post. On Facebook, there's no limit to how you, how much you can post. On Instagram, under the photographs, there's no limit to how much you can post. And people, therefore, don't think about keeping it concise, keeping it simple. They just type and type and type and type. They won't be thinking about, am I using passive language? Am I using long sentences? Am I using big paragraphs? Because they've got all the space in the world that they need. With Twitter, there's always been that discipline of the 140 characters. And now you've got double that. That discipline is going to be eroded. And personally, I'm not sure that this is a good thing. The world we live in at the moment is awash with content. Everywhere we look, people are firing messages at us. And the beauty of Twitter was that simplicity and that brevity. Do we really want Twitter to become complicated? And let's face it, if you give somebody 280 characters, they will use 280 characters. And then they'll be asking for 560 and a thousand characters and before long will we end up with Twitter looking no different to any of the other social media platforms. It will lose its unique feature. It will lose what attracted many of us to it in the first place. When we live in a world so awash with complexity, so awash with bureaucracy and management speak mumbo-jumbo, you can stand out by being simple in your language and in your video presentation, in your audio presentation, in fact, in all of your communications and engagements. And I want to take a little bit of time to just go into the background as to why I'm so obsessed about simplicity in marketing. And I need to take you back quite a long time, probably about between 15 and 20 years, in fact, and I was working for a big financial services company and the big financial services company was about to launch a new product. This was in the days before digital marketing. This was in the days before the Internet truly took off. It was certainly in the days before mobile phones. so our sales consultants used to travel around the country with pocketfuls of 5p pieces so they could put 5p pieces into phone boxes to phone their financial advisor clients. We were printing a 100,000 brochures on paper for the financial services market. and it was quite a complicated product. And I'd been brought into this company to try to introduce a simpler type of marketing because I had a reputation for simple communications, cutting to the chase, Cutting out the bullshit and cutting out the jargon. The first draft of the brochure came back and what we decided to do was to take it out to focus groups. Now the focus groups were in the usual off-site facilities where the people from the company, like me and my marketing colleagues, could sit behind a one-way mirror and watch people discussing our brochures and the language it contained. And and that's quite a useful um, environment to get feedback and the overwhelming feedback from the people in that room reading our brochures: this is too complicated, I don't understand it, it's full of industry jargon, it's full of big words, it's full of boring passive language, it sounds like it's been written by a lawyer, it sounds like it's been written by a bureaucrat. And so what we did is we decided to take this feedback and do something about it. So, we got in touch with the Plain English Society and we spent a lot of time with our copywriters and with the Plain English Society coming up with a much better, clearer, easy to understand version of the brochure, written in smaller sentences, smaller words, active language instead of passive language, and we tried to cut out all that industry jargon. And you know what? That brochure read so much better. It was actually a delight to read, which was very unusual for financial services at the time. And then we had to get it signed off. And this is when it went into the bureaucratic process within big corporate. Now, of course, the lawyers had to have a look at it. The admin people had to have a look at it. The compliance people had to have a look at it. The feedback that came back was, we don't like this brochure. It's far too chatty, the language is too simple, it doesn't sound professional enough, and I use the word professional with very big speech mark fingers by the side of my head here. They dug their heels in. They actually referred the brochure up to the executive team of the company and the executive team came back to the marketing department and said, no, you're going to have to go back to the first version. This is too simple. It's too chatty. It's not professional. It doesn't reflect our high professional standards. Just take a moment to think about the implications of that. What they were saying is they wanted to go with a version of the brochure which people in focus groups had said was unreadable, was full of verbose language, was full of bureaucratic language and passive language and boring business speak. They wanted to go with that version despite the negative feedback the customers gave us. In my role at the time, I was a junior marketing person. I could have a bit of a moan about it, but ultimately I wasn't in charge. They were in charge. They got their way. We went with the complex brochure. We went with a brochure full of BS and bureaucratic language and passive language. And you know what? I'm convinced that if we'd gone with the simpler version, that product launch would have been much more successful, and we would have engaged with customers a lot quicker and a lot better, and our marketing efforts would have been rewarded a lot more. Ever since that happened, I've become more obsessed with keeping things simple, with all the people that I work with simplicity is what I focus on in fact I've got three rules which you can use to keep things simple whether it's writing an article whether it's writing a brochure whether it's writing a blog whether it's writing a script for a video whether it's writing a script for a presentation here are the three rules which I always use with any of the content that I produce rule number one is to assume your customer knows nothing now that's actually a lot harder than it sounds because when you work in an industry day in day out you're living and breathing the products. You're living and breathing the language of your industry. You're living and breathing the technicalities of your industry. So if you work in a hairdresser, you're going to know all the different types of shampoo and conditioner and the, and the chemical constituents of those shampoos and conditioners. If you work in a car garage, you're going to understand how cars work, the electrical systems, the carburetor, the fuel lines, all of that technical stuff. But the vast majority of people don't have anywhere near the depth of knowledge that we do about our particular industry and about our particular specialisms. And if we assume they know something, then we're likely to talk to them at a level above their understanding. And that's when we get into complexity in our communications. That's when we get into complexity in our written work and in our video and in our audio. However, if we assume that our clients know nothing, then we are forced to create stuff that's simpler and easier to understand. There's no question that your customer could ask that's too simple, and there's no answer that you can give them that's too simple. If you assume they know absolutely nothing and pitch your material at that level then it'll be much more engaging, and your customers will love you for taking that simple approach. Now, of course, you're going to upset a few people who maybe think that you're talking down to them by adopting such a simple approach, but I guarantee the vast majority of people will love you for taking that simple approach. The second rule is to talk in your customer's language. Now, if you're in business and you know who you're targeting, you're going to know the way that they speak. You're going to know the social media platforms they're on. And most people don't talk in passive language. They don't talk in legalese. They don't talk in big words. They don't use big paragraphs. I always like to think of it this way. When I'm writing a brochure or I'm writing a blog or anything like that, I always like to think that I'm sat in a pub or a coffee shop explaining it to my customer. And when you're in a pub and you're in a coffee shop and you're talking to somebody face to face, you don't use passive language, do you? You don't use bureaucratic language or gobbledygook or management speak mumbo jumbo or jargon. You just talk normally. That's the way we should communicate with our customers. In fact, one of the things I really like to do when I'm doing a first draft is to use a dictation facility on my phone. I just press the little microphone button and talk into my phone, just like I'd be talking to somebody on this podcast. And the phone just types it all out onto the screen as I speak it. Therefore, I've written it like I talk. And that first draft is always remarkably simple and remarkably easy. And then all I need to do is to go through and... Check the punctuation, check the spelling mistakes, and I've got myself a really simple first draft. Give it a try. It really works. And the third rule is don't use industry jargon, management speak mumbo-jumbo or gobbledygook. Now, again, every industry has its own jargon. Every industry uses mumbo-jumbo. You know, we take things offline, we run things up flagpoles, we talk about strategic staircases, we talk about finessing paradigms to achieve maximum alacrity, we talk about focusing on the crocodiles nearest the boat. This is all rubbish, Customers don't want to hear that sort of language. It doesn't engage them. And when our customers aren't engaged, they don't get to know us. They don't get to like us. And they may not get to trust us enough to actually do business with us. I always implement those three rules whenever I write something, whether I record something. And then after I've got my first draft, and then after I've got my first draft, I'll then do almost like the fourth rule. And this is, can I reduce paragraphs down to sentences? And can I reduce sentences down to just a few words? That's my sort of final check. And this brings me right back to where we started. And Twitter suddenly saying that they want to increase the number of characters in a tweet from 140 to 280. When we're given twice as much space, most people will use it people will use more words they'll use longer sentences they may be add in a bit of bureaucracy add in a bit of passive language maybe even add in some of that jargon the brevity that so made twitter stand out from all the other social media platforms is suddenly under threat of becoming just a little bit more complicated, what I'd like to see happen is for this particular trial to be unsuccessful, so that Twitter sticks with the 140-character limit, because I genuinely believe that that 140-character limit is a good discipline and a good focus, And it's a constant reminder for people like me in a marketing profession to keep things simple and to always cut out unnecessary words, cut out unnecessary sentences, cut out unnecessary paragraphs. What do you think? Should Twitter double the size of its tweets from 140 to 280? I'd really be interested in your views. Why not look me up at rogeredwards.co.uk, leave me a message, send me an email, or just look me up on Twitter at roger underscore Edwards and let me know what you think. Keeping things simple in marketing will help you engage your customers more. With engaged customers, they're going to get to know you, they're going to get to like you, and hopefully they'll get to trust you enough to do business with you, I hope that you can use, I hope you can use the three rules of simplicity that I've outlined in this episode of the Marketing and Finance Podcast. Thanks for listening. Next week, we'll be back to the interview format of the show. Until then, keep marketing your business to keep growing your business.
1: Thanks for listening to the Marketing and Finance Podcast. Do please look at the show notes at rogeredwards.co.uk forward slash MAF for links to the topics, apps, and books we discussed. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review on iTunes. If you are a business person, financial services professional, or journalist, and have a marketing or finance story to tell, please get in touch. You could be the next guest on the show. And do remember, nothing we talk about on the show is financial advice of any kind. It's just thoughts and opinions, okay?